Shut up and sit down. Hello strangers and welcome to Strangers in a Cinema. I'm one of the co-hosts Paul Anderson here with co-host Grace Williams. Grace, how are you this week? I'm fine, how are you? Have you had a good week? That's not a voice in full of enthusiasm. No, <laughs> I just thought I'd, because we did a little sound check before and I this was the voice I was using and you said we should do that for every show so I'm just bringing it on to see how it goes down. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm really super. Thanks for Good. asking. I'm super. Thanks for asking. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. I'm quite tired because we did the last quiz at the Curfew Pub last night and uh, we stayed, well, the, me and the guys from Walker's Caucus stayed for a lock-in until about two. So uh, today is my day off and it's been a write-off. So Fair yeah, enough. I felt better than I do at this precise moment in time, I'll be honest. Aww. I'm here. I'm excited to do a show. Um, and this week is an exciting show because we've got a double feature again this week because yep. there's been loads out at the cinema of late. There has. Um, we have got uh, books. No, not Booksmart. I'm looking at my list. I'm reading the wrong thing. We've got reviews of Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yep. And Ma. Ma! The latest Octavia Spencer starring horror film. Um, yeah, because she's in loads. Yeah. She's <laughs> in <laughs> loads of horror films. Um, yeah, so before we get to that though, something very exciting happened to me. What? I got a cinema to myself for the first time ever. Really? Yeah, ever? I'm genuinely blown away. Like I've never really? been in a situation where I've been the only person in a cinema. Really? Uh, I feel a bit sorry for Tivoli Cinemas who were showing Thunder Road, which I'll get to in a minute. I'll talk yep. about that film in a bit. Um, because I'm all for people, I'm all for them showing indie films, but if no one goes to see them, um, then they won't be on for very long. And this was opening night at nine o'clock and I was the only person in the cinema. So really? hopefully a few more people have gone to see Thunder Road since. Um, but regardless it made me very happy because I've always wanted to have a cinema to myself and I've never managed it that's I love having the cinema to myself I just feel like I can do so much that I never (laughs) like when we went to see Batman 89 it was just me and my partner and we were just like singing along to the old Prince songs (laughs) and just like munching where my kind of things I hate people doing yeah. Like generally around well, me. Well, I, I abided by all of the rules. I, st- I stayed in my allocated seat. I did think about ringing people and just going, I'm in the cinema. Like, <laughs> how are you? But then I thought, actually, you want to watch the film? So that yeah. like, all of that was counterproductive. So, yeah, it was yeah. exciting. Pretty sad, to be honest, that this is this kind of thing excites me. But it did. Uh, so that's one thing off my bucket list. Amazing. <laughs> so I'm really happy for you. I'm not you. sure there's anything else on my bucket list. So maybe I've completed my bucket list now. So Like Jack it. Nicholson <laughs> and Morgan Freeman. Yes, well, indeed. Indeed. Seen. So that bit of exciting news aside. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. I think you know what that question is. Grace, what have you been watching? I thought it was going to be What's Your Flavour? But, <laughs> okay. What have I been watching? Ah! I've been watching some shit! <laughs> Again, no one sent me any of the good films this week, right. so I had to fend for myself and watch shit. And the first shit that I watched was the film I Think We're Alone Now, starring Peter Dinklage and Elle Fanning. You seen it? No. Okay. What's the, what's the premise? Oh, bloody hell. Peter Dinklage is in a city... And there's been some kind of apocalypse and he's living in a library. Is it a film, is it also a biographical film about Peter Dinklage? I wish. <laughs> or is he playing a character? He's playing a character. Right. <laughs> uh, Tom, let's call him Tom, why not? Um, he's pretty like, <sighs> life. And he's going around all the different houses of this apocalypse type event. 
and getting all the bodies and burying them and cleaning the houses and he's still like cataloging the library in a certain way and then one day he hears a car crash outside his library and it's Elle Fanning and she's like oh, I don't know where, where I am what is this place and it's basically yeah like just a really boring set of characters we don't really know what the apocalypse was and then there's a really shit twist and it was just yeah a bit pants really and I was really disappointed because I thought they would be better is there any redeeming features to this film good acting um some good charred bodies which I thought were good maybe they weren't charred but the dead bodies looked pretty grim that was good and um it's a good good little puppy in it okay. puppy action um what else um some good fireworks at one point Paul Giamatti was in it for a bit. Unfortunately, Charlotte Gainsbourg was in it too. Um, and I guess there was some good kind of like character study about what a man would do by himself in an apocalypse. And it's not necessarily wasn't like a a um, defend his territory type film. It was just more about like someone's really bored, I right. guess. But yeah, it was just a bit just a bit rubbish and a bit there's a bit when like because like Elle Fanning's like 20 and Peter Dinklage is in his 40s right and there's one point where they get together in it and I was just a bit like this is a bit grim can you not classic Hollywood though isn't it? classic older, bloody Hollywood man, younger woman scenario but it, it's just because like throughout the film it was kind of like they had a more of a not father daughter relationship but a kind of she was like trying to impress him with her survival skills and stuff and then that it's like they kind of just ruined it by making them have a bit of a relationship. And I was like, it just wasn't really necessary, you know, because it wasn't building up to it. There wasn't yeah. any tension or anything like that. And yeah, it was a bit a bit dumb. So yeah, shit. There you go. Shit. What have you been watching? Uh, what was that film called? Sorry. They, the... I think we're alone I now. Alone now. And that film okay. wasn't it. That song wasn't in the film at all. No. It doesn't sound like, it sounds like it would be off, off the, against the tone of the film. The yeah. Song bit, so... <laughs> Right, what have I been watching? Uh, I caught up with a film that you've seen and talked about, I think, on the last episode or the episode before last. Uh, This was Booksmart's directorial debut of Olivia Wilde. Um, Actress Olivia Wilde, shall I say. Um, And I did not expect her to direct anything or be be any good, if if I'm entirely honest. Um, This stars uh, Catelyn Diva, Beanie Feldstein... Um, uh, among others, um, yeah. who else have we got? We've got Billy Lord. We've got Car- Carrie Fisher's daughter pops up yeah. in this as well in an excellent supporting role. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Booksmart. Um, I think kind of all a genre flip super bad isn't too bad a way of kind of setting up the plot really. So you yeah, have two yeah. girls who uh, are both diligent students. Yep. Um, and realise that they perhaps haven't had enough fun at high school yep. and decide to have decide to try and go to a party on one night. So it's a very familiar setup. The yep. concept isn't particularly original. It's quite nice they've done it with female characters rather than male characters, so that's good. And, yeah, what did I think? What did you think? I bloody loved it. Of course you did. It was, it, I, I would, honestly, I would say it's nigh on perfect. I don't think I've sat through a comedy film for such a long time where the minimum I've been wearing is a smile for the entirety of the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, the gag rate is superb. The the All of the, all of the cast are fantastic. It's got incredibly well handled and very, very funny and and 
they've used the supporting characters such as um such as Billy Lord's character. Yeah. Um as Gigi, I think her name yeah, is yeah, if yeah. I remember rightly. Like and I won't ruin her, her character for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But they yeah, it's got an excellent support cast of supporting characters that are used sparingly and when they do use them, they use them incredibly effectively. They don't take any fo- they don't take focus off the off the two main players who again have great chemistry. Just as a genre piece, I don't think it does anything wrong. I just thought it was an absolutely fantastic film. Yeah, and I didn't think it was like particularly alienating for um, people above a millennial's age either. I thought it was quite accessible, and they did, like they had like millennials references, and but I I feel like it was accessible for like an older audience as well, and it was quite timeless in that respect. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. And like there that. wasn't like over the top kind of like American Pie style gags. It was just like pretty on point and sweet. Yeah, um, just fantastically yeah. written. Um, the length is perfect. As I said, I think we talked about this the other week as well. Sometimes I think an hour forty-five is a little bit long for a comedy. I normally like normally prefer them to be a tight ninety minutes, but the pacing on this was was superb. I, I really couldn't fault it to be honest. I thought it was yeah. absolutely superb. Yeah, really, really funny. And I'd probably I'd be very surprised if it's not sitting somewhere in my top ten at the end of the year. Ooh, I liked it that much. Ooh, that's yes. really good. Yeah, it was really good. Amazing. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Booksmart, go now at once. Go. Now. Do it <laughs> yeah. quickly. After the show. Yeah. Um, Grace, what else have you seen? Well, I've only seen one other film apart from my cinema movies this well, week. I've been really. This week as well, so. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm just so nervous about talking about this movie. Kind of, actually. I watched a film. I think you pronounce this as pronunciation X- Excision. E X C I S I O N. Excision. Really low budget movie. Um, it's. It's got a girl who's from 90210 in it. I've forgotten her name already. But yeah, it's... I didn't think I was going to... It's got Tracy Lord in it as well. Let me set it up because it's a bit bit of a spin out. So it's about a girl who's a bit batshit and she's got a sick sister who's got a lung problem and a mother who's like always forcing her to be something that she's not. And this girl has these very weird sexual fantasies about uh, necrophilia and surgery, and she wants to be a surgeon. Um, and it's she kind of ends up getting obsessed with her sister's uh, illness and her own sexuality. And it was a very full-on, gross movie. It sounds like if there was a bottom shelf of Netflix. Was this on Netflix? No, it was okay. on Amazon. If there was a um, bottom shelf of Amazon Prime, or this sounds like it would have been on it. Is it yeah. Is it any good? Uh, it was. It was good for a low budget movie. It was just there was a lot going on, and it was very gruesome. Um, and some of the sound was a bit off. Like there's a moment when someone screams and the. It was just really peaky and kind of sort of muffled, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and But I will commend it for grossing me the flip out. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's kind of low budget special effects were really good. Good use of stock footage implementation, okay. I thought, of some um, real life surgery. That was a bit grim, um, but yeah, and and the um, the actress who plays um, the lead girl, she's like completely transformed in this because usually she plays. Um, I forgot her blooming name. I'm really bad. I need to have a notepad and write down because I'm just like 
giving other people homework to investigate. <laughs> but like she's usually in uh, yeah roles like No One Two One Zero, and she's just as like leggy blonde. And whereas in this, she's got like she's a sort of pasty brunette with greasy hair, and is a bit like oh, I want to have sex with men and like get blood and so, so yeah. It's a bit grim. I don't know. I, 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 the, the po- you know when you see a poster and you think, oh, that looks good. Mm. I thought it was because the plot was like, oh, and she wants to get to medical school. So she tries out some weird things. And I thought it was going to be more like American Mary. Have you seen that? I fucking love American yeah, Mary. Yeah. So, so I was oh, like, yeah, oh, okay. Superb. Whereas instead it was actually a family drama mixed with like a bit of Cherry Falls and yeah, sort of dealing with mental health issues. And it was a bit... A bit all over the shop then. Yeah, yeah. You know when people throw too much into a movie and you're a bit like, what did you want to do? Yeah. Is this a a vampiric film? Is this a mental health film? Is this a family drama? Is this a coming of age film? Like what, what is it? But yeah, you know, can't win them all. I'll watch that. What else have you been watching? Uh, As I mentioned at the top of the show, when I got the cinema to myself, I went to see Thunder Road, directed by a relative newcomer. Well, directed by, written by and starring a relative newcomer, not a name I'm familiar with, a guy called Jim Cummings. Uh, And on the basis of this film, I expect we'll be seeing a lot more of him. Um, The best way I can describe this is, thank you Letterboxd for your synopsis, a police officer faces a personal meltdown following a divorce and the death of his mother. So not sort of material you'd usually mind for comedy but this is very much sits in the black comedy uh, sphere and black comedies are one of my favorite things in the whole wide world mm-hmm. and Jim Cummings is fantastic in this is I can't really it's difficult to describe what sort of character is like but you're again so he's a police officer has a breakdown the Thunder Road in the title refers to the Bruce Springsteen song Thunder Road which he I think he, he performs at his mother's funeral which is uh, it sets the tone quite nicely um and yeah in a very very awkward sort of has well basically has a breakdown at his mother's freedom and ends up singing bits of Bruce Springsteen's on the road to the shocked onlookers um Mm. and yeah and then his life continues to fall apart from there he struggles to have custody with his daughter so it's all the kind of things that wouldn't normally be that funny yeah uh, in in all honesty but yeah there's just something about this character that is that is brilliant you you can't decide what you want you want to like him, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but then you you struggle too. You're not sure whether you should like or dislike this guy um, that he plays um, perfectly, really, really well. So, yeah, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic black comedy, fantastic character study, and I hope we see more stuff from Jim Cummings because it's really, really good. Uh, if you can find somebody showing it, please get out there and support it. Yeah, I might try um, and do that. Yeah, if it's still on at Tivoli, then, then check it out. Um, but it won't be it won't be to everyone's taste. Yeah, don't sure. Like black comedies. I think kind of like the awkward... Um, yeah, kind of awkward, almost Office-esque in terms of how it sets oh, up right. its characters and that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. So I think that kind of awkward comedy. Yeah, um, love and it. And you're not too far off the mark. Sold. But yeah, it was really, really good. And hopefully we'll, we'll be seeing more from Jim Cummings because we're really good. So Guess check what? check out Thunder Road. What? I just remembered another film I watched. What? Uh, I watched um, Before You Go, directed by Chris Evans, starring Alice Eve and Chris Evans. Directed by the Chris Evans. The Chris, not from TFI Friday, as no. in Captain America, yeah, Chris yeah, Evans. Yeah, yeah. Although that would be amazing. Yeah. I just remembered. I knew there was another film, and I was like, "What did I watch?" Yeah, I have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you no. seen it? Okay, it's really good, but no one else thinks so. What's it about? 
Um, it's basically uh, about this. It's, it's set in New York, so obviously. I was going to say, it's, whoa, if a New whoa, York whoa. film, then it grosses all over it. Yeah, <laughs> if it's really in New York, not like right, fake okay. New York. Um, so Chris Evans, he's a trumpeter, and he's in New York because he's got an audition the next day. Is that day. a Donald Trump supporter, or is he a no, musician? No, he, yeah. Right. And he's at um, he's at Grand Central Station. He's going. And then a girl runs past him and she's missed her train. He's like, oh, are you okay? She's like, oh, my phone's broken. My handbag's been stolen. I need to get back to Boston. And the girl's played by Alice Eve. And basically the film is about just these two strangers who meet and they've both got their own like personal issues and he's just trying to help her get her handbag back and get her home safely back to Boston. And kind of their own personal lives kind of unravel during this one night. And it's just like a really sweet, sweet film and it got a lot of bad reviews at the time but I really liked it I just thought it was so well acted and just so well paced and there was just some really sweet moments and I usually hate love films like that I'm usually like oh, I can't be bothered with it I'd rather see someone's throat being slashed open or something but um but yeah for like a I think it was Chris Evans's directorial debut actually and um yeah good effort B plus okay yeah yeah, if we're gonna do a grading system, we're not. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll just I'm just gonna throw that in there. Good. And where did you see this? Uh, that was on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Flicky okay. flicks. Might give that a go. Sort of quite like Chris Evans. Yeah, I don't usually, but he was in that um, other film that I really liked with Anna Faris, which I bagged on about. What's your number? Do you remember where Anna Faris is like? I, I, I've slept with so many men so the next one I meet I've got to marry oh, and Chris yes. Evans yeah that was just like everyone watch that yeah Chris Evans my new fave <laughs> good yeah right. well that's it for that section so we'll be back after this brief break with feature reviews of where should we start should we start with Ma and then end on Godzilla or do you want that's to start the order I watch them in okay let's start with Ma <laughs> and end on Godzilla so we'll be back after this with a feature review of Ma Oh my god, let's talk about it. So this is Ma. Uh, this is Ma. Um, a Bloomhouse produced horror film directed by... Bear with me on this one because my notes are really unclear. Sorry, directed is by it, Tate Taylor. That's it. not a director I'm particularly familiar with, if I'm honest. No. Um, however, so the, basically the premise of Ma, it stars Octavia Spencer in a kind of a creepy psychopath role, which is very much against type for Octavia Spencer, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, she is called Sue Ann. She is a loner who keeps to herself in a quiet Ohio town. One day she is asked by Maggie, a new teenager in town, to buy some booze for her and her friends. And Sue Ann sees the chance to make some unsuspecting if younger friends of her own. So that sets up the film quite nicely. Yeah. Um, and basically the film follows this, the story, these, the teen, this group of teenagers who drink at Ma's house all the time. Um, she is very much overly friendly with them and arguably, and this will get to one of my problems with the film, maybe they should have seen this coming uh, quite a lot sooner than they did. But yes, all is not what it seems with Ma, with Octavia Spencer's Ma character, or Sue Ann, as, mm. as, as her name actually is. And yes, things take a turn for the horrific um, Should we have a, a clip to prove it? Yes. We going for pizza or what? Hell yeah, I got nine bucks, bitch! Hey guys. Hi. Oh, what, what are you doing here? I got us a beer pong table and a keg of Bud Light is on ice if y'all are all down the clown. <laughs> I can't tonight. I have to write about historical shipping routes of Africa, so... Yeah, all those ships with our people in the belly, ain't that right, Sue What about the rest of you guys? 
I'm sorry, Ma, I can't. School nights talk for me. Well, who needs y'all? Girls, girls. You guys want to party like rock stars or what? No, I got to clean the house up when my mom gets home. Okay, maybe next time. Damn, Ma, don't you got a job? What a crazy character. <laughs> That's probably the most relevant you've done that, to be honest. So, um, do you want to start with what you thought? Uh, we can do, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. It was a bit like kind of misery meets, um, I don't know. I, I think it was like, yeah, quite like unlike anything I've kind of dealt with because there was so much going on that I was, do you know what I mean? I was, was a bit like, I... well, I, 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 I'm probably going to do some spoilers here because it's really difficult to say what's right and what's wrong with this film without giving so I just felt like like the the premise of like a lonely woman wanting some mates is great but then they had that whole, whole other plot with her sick daughter and I just felt like that was an added extra because it's like so you not only have you got a, a batshit woman who wants to be friends with a load of teenagers but now you've got also like a Munchausen syndrome type storyline as well and I didn't know how it all played into each other and it was just a bit like yeah a bit full-on but I enjoyed the first act in a bit okay I think yeah that's my initial thoughts. What's what's your initial like? Uh, I think to to start with, I'd start with positives. Octavia Spencer was fantastic in this. Yeah, it's, nice, it's yeah. really nice to see her playing against type. She was terrifying and very very funny at yeah. times as well. So she's clearly having a ball in this role. Yeah, um, the... and good for her because this is the kind of yeah, this is great yeah. to see. People, uh, yeah, as I said, it's great to see people playing against type. Yeah. Um, it's a shame though that for me the film did not meet her performance at any level at all. Mm. Um, I have major issues. I don't understand. I don't understand how the teenagers, the way this, the film was written, doesn't make any sense. The teenagers would have seen through what was going on way before the the kind of the horror packed finale. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, like you say, the, the cast was phenomenal. You got Juliette Lewis, you got Luke Evans, you've got like, was it was it Lady Sif or the other one who I always get confused with, um, who's in a yeah. Anyway, I forget her name, but yeah, she's in like loads of stuff. Um, and it had the girl from Booksmart in it as well. Yes. Um, one of well, not one Alice of the main Jamie, ones. Alison Janey, you thinking of? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that was that her? I don't know. I get confused. There's two girls who've got like two actresses who've got similarly quite scrunchy but beautiful faces, and I get confused. Um, but yeah, so like an amazing cast, and the Ju- Juliette Lewis playing that girl's mother. Um, the book smart girl's mother again I've forgotten her name I'm so bad I need to have a pen and her paper her name is Diana Silver that's it yep. um, I thought that was really really good and um, I liked the idea of you know what do teenagers get up to when they're in a boring little town And but like yeah like you said like they would have seen what was coming well, in this day and age I can't I can't buy that teenagers would be as naive as these teenagers are and there's there's moments in the film where she does start to act creepy uh Sue Ann's the, the Octavia Smith's character does start to act creepy before towards them directly towards them and they still think nothing of it and they still don't see the inevitable danger or think there's anything wrong with her so I think that 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 is one of the reasons I struggle to buy into this mm. the other reason I struggle to buy into this is supposed to be a horror film and it took a good hour and a half for anything horrific to happen yeah and there was there was only like I was 
what I wanted and what I kind of expected from the trailer was uh, maybe like a half an hour setup, and then she starts fucking killing people. Yeah. But there wasn't any of that. You basically no. had oh part. So they go to a party, and you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm into this. This could work. Like this is quite funny. Oh, nothing's happened. And then sort of 15 minutes goes past. Oh, they're at another party. Yeah, I'm into this. In a minute, she's going to flip out. Yeah. No. Nope. No. And then, oh, wait, we've got another party. But the problem is the film, and that would be fine if it was tense. There was no tension in this film for me. I found myself quite bored in parts, to be honest. Um, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get bored. I was just a bit like, what's her theme? <laughs> I, I, I got why... Because it was all chance. Do you know what I mean? It was chance that... I'm, again, it's going like, to reveal, but her plan wasn't something that was well thought out. It was all because of a couple of events and then she suddenly was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I don't know. Yeah. And then... So it's it's her character arc is a bit weird in that respect because it's... I guess it could mean that seeing someone from your past triggered, like, triggered something in her, but then... But um, yeah, I don't know. It, and, and I get the whole thing where teenagers like they I mean, I know when I was a teenager, I'd, I'd sometimes go to like um, some of my na- neighbors who they were like, yeah, just like drinking here and like we'll just hang out and like, you know, because your mum's like right up there. So yeah. that's fine, you know, but um, but for it to go like, why would I don't know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I just thought yeah, the whole film was a bit flat for me to The finale when it does when it does kick off, I thought it was really good. I thought the like the the stick to those yeah, there's some the more overt horror scenes I thought were really well handled. I just thought it took it took far too long to get there. And also they spoiled that the one and only horrific scene in the film, the finale, they spoiled in the trailer. <laughs> so I don't remember I don't remember seeing that being spoiled in the trailer. And I, I kind of felt like there was one moment in the finale where um she's uh doing something horrific to a certain person and i just kind of didn't really understand what she was trying to do to that person um and and again with the combination of her being uh this uh it's quite obvious early on that she's like basically keeping her daughter sick to keep her at home and it was just all that was that was never really explained and uh yeah it was was, yeah definitely it's not like it was (sighs) I like films where it's all pretty, um, something gradually builds and then there's a climax, like say the um, audition or something, yeah. you know, when you're just like, oh, you, uh, that, that's, that's one of the reasons like I fell in love with Japanese horror films and, yeah. and wrote my thesis on it because I love, I, with Ringu, you know, you've got this slow, there's some little bits that get in, peppered in, but then the end you've got this massive finale where yeah. you're like, whoa, whereas with this film, like, there was so so many events happening in the finale where I was just a bit like, what what's the key kind of piece that I need to take from mm. this? What's the 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 key moment, the key scene that say you're watching like best bits from horror films in ten years time? Like, I don't know what I take from that as the best bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, I see where you're coming from. I just uh, yeah, the best bit for me was the end uh, <laughs> when, the <laughs> when I could go. Yeah, yeah. When I could go, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it just didn't do a lot for me, to be honest. I thought, yeah, I just I think it's a shame the film wasn't better and not up to the... The film wasn't up to the calibre of its leading lady. Yeah, that's fair enough. In my opinion. Yeah. and um, But I thought Luke Evans was all right. I don't usually like him in things. Luke Evans, it's fine. Juliette Lewis. <laughs> I love Juliette Lewis. What? 
Yeah, she's probably one of the better bits of that movie. Yeah, again, the cast, the cast on it. Yes, yes. Good dog acting. Called. Pretty good yeah. dogs. Yeah. 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 She was really bad at her job, wasn't she? Really shit veterinary nurse. Just like, what? She wouldn't she have been fired like months ago? Like she's just obviously like, oh, can you prep the? Uh, no, can you prep the dog? No, I'm just texting right now. Sorry, that dog's got to wait. <laughs> And like, and then like the, and she's like stealing stuff from the vets, and they don't even realise. Like, would you want to take your dogs to that vet if they're like, oh, so so confusing, exactly, exactly, so many plot holes. Yeah, okay, uh, I'll give it a C minus. We're not grading films. Okay. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll be back after this brief break with a review of one of my most anticipated films of the year. Let's see if it disappointed or not. It's Godzilla, King of Monsters, after this. Konnichiwa, Bullsan. Genki desu ka? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to speak that Japanese. That Japanese, wasn't it? Hi. Good. But this was not Godzilla. It was Godzilla. Yes. King of the Monsters. Or Godzilla Two, King of the Monsters. Godzilla Two. So this is this is direct sequel to Gareth Edwards' 2014 effort. Um, yeah, which... and thank God there was no Aaron Taylor Johnson or Elizabeth Olsen because I would have vomited. <laughs> I would have vomited everywhere. Um, so yeah, to set this one up, then. So basically, we are yeah, it's a direct sequel to uh, Godzilla from 2014, and in some ways, it's kind of a sequel to King Kong Skull Island. Because they're all set in the same big old monster verse now, so um, and Godzilla vs Kong is coming next, which I'm quite still quite excited about. Um, so yeah, so it's it picks up from there. Um, the Titans, um, sorry, bear with me. I'm talking a load of nonsense. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Clash of the Titans. So yes, so it follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoological agency Monarch as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with a number of other monsters in this film. So yes, it picks up from after Godzilla. Um, they have found a Monarch, the shadowy. Are they good? Are they bad? Organization have found some more monsters and are trying to communicate with them. Um, and then another shadowy organization led by um, a Charles Dance character. Whose name is completely irrelevant to the film, Mister uh, like, Mister Baddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Billy Baddy for the for the sake of for the sake of a better name because that's how much time you get to spend with his character. Um, <laughs> Billy Baddy um, is uh, trying to basically uh, attacks Monarch research sites and tr seemingly tries to steal the monsters for himself. So they will release the monsters onto the earth and cause havoc uh, and clean the earth essentially of human beings. Is I think is what they is what they're generally trying to do. That's what film. Billy Baddy wants to do. Yes. Yeah. And that's about as much plot as you get. Yeah. Um. Here's a clip. Hold your fire. We don't know if you'll attack. Well, he will if you keep those guns on. Let him know we're not a threat. Open the shields. Do it. It's an intimidation display. Consider us very intimidated. That was a lot of talking. That's why. <laughs> that sums up my review. 
I'm gonna let you start because you I think you probably have more positives to say about this movie right I mean I have we're doing this podcast obviously on the back of the fact that I've seen other reviews for this film oh, and okay. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen a more divisive film in terms of reviews in some corners I mean, Empire magazine gave it one out of five really uh, oh, I didn't think it was one bonkers um, and then other places I've seen like 10 out of 10 people have gone absolutely nuts for it um I I'll be honest, I fucking loved it. I thought it was absolutely incredible. I enjoyed every second of the monster fights, but it's not a very good film. <laughs> it's got some well, that may be unfair. It's got a lot of problems in terms of its human characters are not fleshed out in the slightest. You don't get to spend any time with any of them. They're not really developed. Thankfully, we've got an enjoyable cast to watch, so they're not. They don't get much to do with the characters, but they're very watchable actors. We've got Carl Chander, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Watanabe, Sally Hawkins, Bradley Whitford, Charles Dance, as I mentioned before, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Thomas Middleditch, Zhang Zihi. Perhaps there is too many human characters in this film. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And none of them get any time to breathe at all. The plot jumps around all over the place. Basically, the plot jumps around as quickly as their seemingly invincible stealth bomber flies them around the world to see all the other monsters. However, however, oh my God, the monster battles. For someone that grew up with and loved the Toho Godzilla films, this was like wish fulfillment for me. To see all these monsters done to this scale on the big screen was absolutely fantastic so we've got king Ghidorah, mothra godzilla uh rodan among others like there's loads of monsters in this film so anyone who criticized godzilla 2014 for not having enough godzilla this film has a lot of godzilla in it you thought you're gonna say something is there a lot of monsters in this film though yeah. think about it they had 17 monsters yeah. that they were supposed to unleash and we get most of our time with triple-headed alien bozo. King Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Godzilla, obviously, because he's cracking. Um, and uh, Mothra. I didn't think there was enough Mothra. Mothra's the best fucking bit. Fucking love Mothra. But then you've got, like, you know the names more than me. So you've got... Um, Crab, crab sticks. Yeah, crab, that, crabby. Crabby, crabby, crabby. Um, Semi-mammoth, that one. But then they're like, we've unleashed seven, uh, uh, seven, oh, and um, the phoenix thing. Rodan. Rodan, right? But there's supposed to be 17 monsters, including King fucking Kong, right? So where are all the other monsters? You just got like little snippets on the news and I was just like, no, there's too many humans in this movie and they're all talking in really bad scripts and I just want to see more monsters doing monster things and people getting killed. Where was the fucking monsters, Paul? There was loads of monsters. But there wasn't enough monster action. There wasn't enough monster action. No, there wasn't. There was enough Godzilla action, which is great. But there was... No, but I wanted to see more, like... The film's called Godzilla. You can't can't then just have 17 other monsters still in the screen from Godzilla. That makes no sense. No, but I wanted to see the other 17 monsters. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't just give little snippets of, like... You can't say that we've released King Kong and then not have 
have King Kong and then at the end of the after credits thing like teaser King Kong Godzilla movie like it's just insane yes, yeah but you have to tease King Kong in this movie he's they? but he's not in it where 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 was the King Kong like they this, say, this film's called Godzilla, King of Monsters, yeah, not Godzilla versus King Kong. I know he's a big enough star. I know, right. but need to share a film what with I'm saying is, title. Charles Dance, Billy Baddy released seventeen monsters across the globe wreaking havoc, and I only saw five fucking monsters, Paul. And I wanted to see a little bit of all the monsters to feel like I was okay. fully involved, including, even if it's just a butt cheek of King Kong, just like <laughs> smashing a house or something, I just felt like I spent more time with badly scripted characters with their bullshit lives than the actual monsters. There was too many human characters <sighs> in this. And that was my that. main gripe, and now I'm calm. Okay. Uh, from my perspective, <laughs> I thought there was the right amount of monsters in it. It's called Godzilla. So you can't have 17 other monsters in it. Um, you need... Uh, yeah, I thought they, they had the right amount of monsters. For me, to use King Ghidorah was fantastic because he is the kind of the big bad in yeah. the original film. Yeah, so he's scary. Super, he's scary. Yeah, and that was like some of... and To give the... I mean, just to go back to the Empire review of one out of five, just for some of the shots and how beautiful this yeah, film yeah. looks in places, it's worth more than one out of five. Yeah, like, apart, because yeah. The, some of the, some of the visual effects scenes and some of the set pieces are yeah. incredible. No, no, really good, like, really absolutely good, absolutely fantastic. Really and good. for me, the film, yeah, for me, the film really delivered. I think I had I had more goosebumps moments in this film than I did in uh, Endgame. <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. um, really. I just think, for, yes, really. Um, <sighs> why is that a sigh? Because. Ugh, I, I can't even get into that right now, Paul, because I don't want to have a fight with you. Well, on I don't a understand why it's a side, just because I've enjoyed something. Because, because, um, I guess because with Endgame, it's not a sigh, it's more... I didn't say it was a better film, I just No, 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 you had more goosebumps. Okay, that's fair enough, yeah. I guess it's like your childhood. I just, and I didn't particularly get goosebumps with Endgame, I just, I don't know, I just felt like... Godzilla is such an important monster and he's such an important part of like even like uh, of cinematic culture and I just felt like I was kind of watching Godzilla like doing stages of a game and then he goes to like charge up and then he's back again and I just felt like I wanted even as much how the original films I know but I just I don't know (laughs) yeah but I just I don't know I know yeah I guess you maybe you're like more more super invested in it. I think if people, the same like, with like Transformers, yeah. Like, I but I think with with this, I think it's like two guys. I think said at the cinema at the end as we came out of the cinema. Like my wife said, I, that was I, that was shit. I've no idea what was going on. Yeah, there was nothing in it for me. Yeah, like two guys applauded. Yeah, the two other really? guys went, oh my god! Like if if you love your monster films, then that'll be then then you'll take a lot from this. Yeah. So I think well, I I kind of respect the fact that Mike. So this is directed by Michael Doherty, Doherty by the way, who previously directed Trick Our Treat and Krampus. yeah. Yeah, um, and so um, to mention that. Krampus, one of my fave fave Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, Krampus is good. Um, Love it. So yeah, but I think he's I think he's coming to it with the approach of monster action is the priority, and yeah, yeah. The, the script the script could be stronger. Don't get me wrong. It was so bad. Like there was that moment when. Um, the the guy who's just like inserted in there because he's uh, trying to be the comedy relief, but he's not that funny. And he says, "Oh, like it's about Ken Watanabe's character. Oh, he'll probably say let him fight. That's what he loves to say." And it's like, no, he said that in one movie. Don't make that like he says. Like he just waits around for the monsters and goes, "Let them fight." Like he does that all the time. He said it 
just once say there was just a classic one offline don't need like do you know what I mean it's like let's do you remember that movie back in 2014 do you remember that let's reference that in case you didn't know that existed do you know what I mean but I will give you Mothra was fucking stunning and if there was a Oscar for best animated creature of of the last 10 years Mothra should definitely be nominated yeah, the monsters themselves were really well handled I loved Mothra I loved it, but I did think it was a bit... I'm, I'm glad I didn't see it in 3D, because I know when I go and see um, heavy CGI films in 3D, um, it's a it's quite dark, um, um, and so the 3D kind of makes it even more darker, and the, the Godzilla fights, it was very dark. I felt like I was missing yeah, I quite a lot. More day, some more daylight scenes wouldn't have gone amiss, I'll be honest. It felt like yeah. Pacific Rim in that, in yeah. that regard. Because yeah. if you watch Pacific Rim again now, you, you and then I think I watched Pacific Rim in its sequel back-to-back, yeah, and if you, it's remarkable how little daylight there is in Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, and this this film is is similar to that. And that was my that was um, one of my gripes. Is, yeah, that is a gripe. One of my gripes in in hindsight with um Endgame, like now I've got the whole like oh it's Endgame and we and like literally everyone's seen it now, so like literally fuck off if you haven't seen this. But in the third act, like it was so dark that I and there were so many heroes and I just couldn't really like see what was happening and I was just like what. Can you just brighten it up? I, I, I'm not saying like I'm really stupid and I can't like see things that are a little bit darker, but like yeah, I just wanted a bit more my to be able to see what's happening in the fight scenes because the way they edit these fight scenes is so fast. Yeah, you know, whereas like back in back in the day, Godzilla, it would have been like a more fluid. Well, yeah, it's just man in rubber suit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Um, but yeah, so that that was one of my gripes. I thought. Sorry, I'm like wanging on about it now. It's no, your no. favourite movie. <laughs> it's not my but favorite movie, <laughs> ever. Respect, but yeah. It's it's like Paul's like A star. So um <laughs> I loved I loved all the, the idea that they've all been like frozen. I loved I loved that shot of um what's he called? King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. I loved him in the ice. That was really good. And I loved the twist that Vera Famiga was actually a bit of a baddie. Yeah. And she was in on it. But yeah, I just I think maybe I just like really don't like humans in these kind of movies. And I kind of felt like going, going, yeah, actually, do you know what? You've got the right idea, actually. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. Do you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, just let her get on with it. You know, Charles Dance, stop it. Don't, don't, don't make this worse because you've got a good thing going on. Um, Lily Bobby Brown was alright I thought she was going to like blow someone up with her mind mind powers yeah there's an awesome scene where she's, <laughs> she's on the ground and looking at King Ghidorah and then she gives that face she gives that really smug look that's in the trailer yeah, actually yeah. and then just looks behind her and fucking Godzilla's there ready to kick some ass yeah it was great yeah um, yeah no I, I yeah I, it's not there are much better films out there I don't think it's a great film by a long stretch it certainly has problems with with plot and and script yeah um, and yeah there are too many characters and they don't get fleshed out but for me I didn't go for that I went to see Godzilla sure. fight King Ghidorah and I got exactly what I wanted out of it that's fair enough um, and so I, for me it yeah. was a success and I guess in in that way like it's it's something that we should remember about films you know i i cruelly cruelly judged there about the goosebumps you know godzilla goosebumps goosebumps <laughs> yeah. godzilla i mean i love the goosebump books goosebumps yeah. all around but i i guess it's that thing isn't it where everyone is so um uh um that that their, their decision making process about what they're going to see and go to cinema is so influenced by the people around them and what reviewers go and say that those kind of genuine moments of like joy when you go and discover something are kind of 
gone so um i think yeah like reviewers fuck off one star fuck off like just don't don't read don't just don't i say this all the time don't read reviews don't read about films before you go and watch them make your own decision just do it discover something for yourself if it makes you happy if you think it's good that's fine but just be like paul and be able to back it up don't just say that was a great film just was yeah (laughs) just i liked it i liked it so it's good but just you know back it up we could have a discussion shut up paul (laughs) shut up paul it wasn't it's reasonable it wasn't a bad it it didn't have to be a bad film no it really didn't have to be a bad film if it 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 was it was a a a good it was a diamond of a film encrusted in some coal which coal is useful you know it tells kids that they're really bad at christmas and it's good for making fires but sometimes you know just let the diamond out diamond in the rough aladdin reference yeah there. I was with you up until the cold. <laughs> to be honest. But that's good. But um, am I excited? Are you excited about the prospects of a King Kong Godzilla? Yeah, of course I am. I've, I enjoyed that film. So, I'm a bit yeah, torn. I'm very excited. I'm a bit torn about it because I love Bader both. Wingard as well, who's a director that I'm very, very fond of. But I love both of them. I don't want them to fight. I don't want to have they'll to pick fight. a side. They'll, I never to be. They'll fight and then team up. Will they? I think so. Do you yeah. think? I think they'll fight first and then team up. I don't think it will be kind of like Civil War style. Yeah, I don't think it will okay, be. Okay, that's all right then. I think there'll be a bigger threat. Because I can't, I can't deal with that. Because I like if it's, right. If it's Mecha Godzilla, then you're gonna have probably you're gonna be looking at the most excited man alive. Yeah. Because okay. when Mecha Godzilla turned up in Ready Player One, I was just like, yes. Okay. <laughs> like, maybe maybe so. I should like go and see the next like Godzilla film with you then, because then maybe <laughs> I'll because like the whole film I was like making jokes as well, like because Sally Hawkins is in it, and I was like, oh, is she could go and fuck one of the monsters. <laughs> and then my other half was like, what? Isn't that Charlotte Gainsbourg? I was like, no, it's Sally yeah. Hawkins. It's a Shape of Water <laughs> joke. Come on. So yeah, maybe, maybe I need to go and watch watch this film with someone who's like really genuinely excited or a just child, the, which probably would make. Yeah, yeah. yeah may- maybe so by the time that comes out, honest, I'll have yeah. like a child. Yes, yeah, it's going to gonna be a similar response to the response I had to the film. So, yeah. Yeah, so not perfect by a long stretch, but I really, really enjoyed it and I will be watching it again and again and again. C plus. I would imagine. So, no, we're not trading films. <laughs> Why enough. not? We don't do that on the show. We've never done it. I've never done it on the website. We've never done it on the show and we're not starting today. It's <laughs> just a bit um, for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. So, um, I'm going to grade this show a B minus. Okay. <laughs> I grade it a D, I think, to be honest. <laughs> D for delightful. Yeah. Um, so, yes, so find us on social media at Strangers Cinema on Twitter, Strangers Cinema on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah. we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. With what? X-Men. Dot Phoenix, Dot Phoenix, Dot Phoenix. Yes. Phoenix. Yeah. See Bye. Bye. Shut up and sit down.